What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 37 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, a.k.a. RPG Reruns, and I'm joined by the voice of the people, Geo. How are we doing today, sir? The voice of the people is still, even with you, I get called the voice of the people. That's just... Hey, that's some nuts. things just stay. Some things just stay. You, you don't choose a nickname, the nickname chooses you as well, I was told at a young age. No, but I, anyway. guess, I guess that's me. <laughs> well, everyone, if this is your first time listening, ladies and gentlemen, this is a show from SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, and everything happening in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week, we're talking about Tales of Vesperia success, Dragon Quest XI Switch rumors, and buckle up, everyone, because Soldier Boy, he's at it again. Oh, but first, a quick bit of housekeeping. Make sure if you enjoyed this podcast to take the time and leave a review. It helps us out a ton. And whatever podcast service that you're using, if you just take a few seconds out and give it a review, it lets us know that you're enjoying this content. And uh, we really appreciate it. Also, it, br- it brings us up to the tippity top. The tippy top. Straight to the top. We got straight one to way to go, and that's up. And it, and it takes like two seconds. It takes two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. We really, really appreciate it. Also, if you'd like to be part of our community, you can join in on the conversation by joining us on our Discord. You can do that by going to switchrpg.com and selecting the Discord button under the media tab. So we have a lot of great uh, conversations that we have in Discord. There's different channels. So there's something for everyone there if you're an RPG lover. Mm -hmm. Lastly, lastly, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. There you can watch our Let's Plays, game reviews, or join us live for recording the podcast at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on Wednesdays. We're almost to a great milestone there as well. We're, we're very close to our 500 subscriber mark on the YouTube channel. So Really close. Uh, it's a great way to just uh, see what we're up to as well and uh, just connect with us on another level and see our beautiful faces every week. Well, I mean, some may not want to do that, but... Anyway, anyway, it's time <laughs> to jump into the news. The first little bit of news that we have today is from Nintendo... In- everything.com and that is a little game called dismantled today yes. t- 10 tons announced that its next project titled dismantle an open world action rpg is currently in development for switch and other consoles a little bit of a synopsis dismantled is set in an extraordinarily dystopian island where time seems to have stopped somewhere between 1970s and 1990s after a grim calamity has taken place the story starts as the protagonist ascends from his underground shelter and finds himself all alone and left behind on an island. He needs to unravel the mysteries and find the means to escape this wretched place. Over 99% of the objects in the game can be dismantled for materials. Materials can be used to craft permanent tools, weapons, headgear, outfits, trinkets. The players will also explore, fight, survive, level up, gather, craft, hunt, solve puzzles, build outposts, farm, fish, cook, all while enjoying the bittersweet post-apocalyptic world. Geo! Is this up your alley? This is definitely up my alley. There's like you just like described everything I like to do. I like to destroy <laughs> everything. I like an open world. I like my action RPGs. It's I was re- all there. I was reading this article and I was like, "This screams Geo," and uh, <laughs> I was just smiling. And it's honestly really up my alley too. I I watched the trailer and it's kind of weird. It's kind of has like a little bit of the sims vibe with ultra Fortnite vibe in it and then post-apocalyptic i saw a lot of i don't know i'm guessing there's zombies or something that you're slaughtering all within trying to survive so yeah it's a it's a nice little game i i really enjoyed that anything in particular that you saw um i mean i saw a lot of a lot of zombies um i saw um i saw things getting uh like dismantled and um lots of dismantled 99 percent. i want to know what that other one percent is that can't be dismantled the floor i don't <laughs> like maybe maybe yourself. like a save point the save point yeah yourself there you go that's yeah it, it, would, it would have to be yourself and um yeah, I, I wonder if it's going to be something like Fortnite, where it's kind of like going to be like fort building or like uh, like base building involved in there, some sort of crafting, um, things of that nature. I, I Lots of crafting. Think, yeah, I mean, it listed just about anything that you can do with the materials you'll be able to do in the game. So I was, it really picked all the interest. I think they saw the success that people 
had with Fortnite, not so much on the PvP aspect, but that people like to just build stuff and craft stuff and gathering resources. And there's a lot of other games there, but the the vibage, the 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 medium, really looks very Fortnite esque. Wait, did you say vibage? Yeah, it's a word. Don't worry. Don't. Okay, I won't worry then. I won't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, they're looking at a release in 2019, so be on the lookout for that. Now, that's coming out um, on other consoles as well. It's coming out for it, Steam, Xbox, yes. and PS4? That's what it said. Okay, cool. So, just just don't delay it on the Switch, please. It, it led off in the article. It led off with the Switch, so may, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're looking for the portability. Anyway, yeah. Uh, speaking of the Switch, there's a rumor amongst us, and this is via GoNintendo.com. Rumor, Dragon Quest 11s planned for worldwide launch in 2019. A little diving deeper into this, Dragon Quest 11s is a lock for a Japanese release in 2019. There is no doubt about that. The good news is a report states that both North America and Europe will get the game this year as well. While there's nothing that has been officially stated by Square Enix at this time, multiple sources in the supply chain are showing that Dragon Quest 11s is going to launch in North America and Europe in 2019 as well. Geo. What do you think about this? I think if they could do it all at the same time, um, ideal. That would be that would be ideal, and it would be perfect. Um, so what it's saying is that you know the jet, um, Europe and us, we're gonna all get it kind of at the same time. That's that's. I think that's a little bit of wishful thinking. Yeah. I would still see it coming in Japan. I honestly pictured the game releasing in 2019. I I. I'm always on the optimistic side of things, though. So mm-hmm. I'm always the kind of person that sets the bar a little too high and gets disappointed on a regular basis sometimes. But right. I would be surprised, since it's already been released on major consoles, that it, would, it wouldn't it would be in 2019. I expect it in 2019. I'm thinking kind of later. I think it would actually kind of be a year to the date of when it came on PS4 and PC. Okay, and that would be acceptable. I would, yeah, I would absolutely. be a little abs- earlier. Would maybe be a little, yeah, I know August, that- <laughs> July. If I'm being really picky, yeah, I don't know that we'll get it that soon. But I mean, for yeah. uh, for November or December, I would say that's probably hey, more likely. Hey, Fire Emblem February, we'll follow it up with uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S Nine July, or, or or Dragon Quest December. <laughs> I hate okay. to disappoint you, but that's cutting it close. That's yeah, that's what I'm I'm expecting, anyways. I, I think it's gonna uh, be really really late. It's gonna be like it's gonna get the Xenoblade uh, treatment. It's gonna be like the end of the year, uh, forgotten. Well, we'll take it though, right? Oh, for sure. I, yeah. I I'll, I'll I'll take that in 2020. I don't care. So, so remind me, have you played it at all? No, not at all. Okay, not at okay. all. all right. I mean, I've seen a lot of gameplay of it, and yes. yeah, I know it's something I'm it's, going it's to great. like. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah. It's great. Like I said, I know I'm going to like it. I just I just need need it. <laughs> just need S- to play it. Speaking of something else that we're going to need, uh, this via RPG site earlier today, Dragon Ball Action RPG Project Z in development. Bandai Napco Europe has preemptively announced a new action RPG in the Dragon Ball franchise, currently known as Dragon Ball Game Project Z. No concrete details are known yet about this upcoming game, other than its label as an action RPG. Bandai Namco indicates that more information will be shared on at its Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour finals, Jan, uh, J- January twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Yeah, now this kind of came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, no one was talking about an an action RPG from Dragon Ball. Um, what I know of Dragon Ball is basically I know that there is kind of an RPG with Dragon Ball, but that's all I know. It's just a fighting game and there's kind of insane kind of hijinks oh. <laughs> going on. Have you, so have you played Dragon Ball Fighters at all? No, I haven't. Ooh, it's smooth. It's is, fun. Is it it's really? Fun. Does yeah, it get I, like really grand? Like the battles kind of get really Oh yeah. 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 Like there's, I'm really bad at the game as okay. just about every fighting game. Uh, <laughs> exhibit a, my uh, smash skills, but oh, uh, no. uh, it's fun. Yeah. I'll play against a computer and I'll do all this great stuff. And even that's a little difficult for me. I'll go mm. online and just be like, okay, no, this isn't a safe spot. I need to go back to playing against a computer. But it, it's seamless. So if they can kind of use – and the art art looks phen- phenomenal too. And, and it runs seamlessly. So I'm really, really excited. I don't know if you remember last week. I said I had two signs of the spectrum on action RPGs. I have realistic 
and then arcadey. And if this is an arcadey Dragon Ball action RPG, oh, it, it's right up your alley. Yeah. Oh yeah. What about you? You 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 getting a little hype for this or no? I I think I th- I love the aesthetic of it. Um, I just don't know what to expect, really. I mean, what are they gonna do in this? This is a classic, this... a classic example of me just getting the bar way, way too high, and then just maybe, hopefully not, crushed in dreams and me crying in a corner. Yeah, I don't want to see you crying. I mean, no one wants. Well, to... I, I'm not gonna do it on camera. <laughs> well, no one wants to see a grown. It's gonna man be cry. a dark closet. Dark closet. <laughs> I have a system in place. All right, cool. But I mean, I, I just, I think that that the look of Dragon Ball lends itself to being kind of timeless, seamless. Um, I, and that art style works really well in video games. You can, Absolutely. Uh, you can see it in Dragon Quest. It's kind of got that cell shaded. Not it's not cell shaded like say Borderlands, uh, but it's kind of got that that look to it. And for some reason, I've been really gravitating towards those games. And something like Dragon Ball um, Project Z, whatever it's called, um, maybe right right where I you know want to play. Fun fact about the art style, artist. Also in charge of Dragon Quest Eleven. No, see, yeah. I, I mean, I picked right up on that. I didn't even know. <laughs> Had no idea. Um, but we're gonna find out in about uh, what a week, a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um. So speaking of things that we found out, this uh over at Thread of Reset Era in the UK, Tales of Asperia debuts at number nine in the charts. A forty over a forty percent increase in the game's original sales. 49% of the sales were on Switch, 43 on PlayStation 4, and 8% on Xbox One. Oh, I also yeah. checked today on the eStore, and it's ranked in the eShop. Uh, the U.S. eShop? At, at, at number nine as well. It bumped up. Nice. So I, I love seeing that. It's a 10-year-old game, honestly. It's a 10-year-old game, and, and people are just, like, eating it up. It's it's <laughs> it, it just, just goes to show you that RPGs are are in it man people just want want it absolutely there there is a, a place in the market for well speaking about the market this is an article via nintendo soup tales of a spirit definitive edition switch shortage begins in japan yep. yesterday tales of a spirit definitive edition an improved remastered of the original tales of a was launched on nintendo switch in japan and other territories it appears that bandai namco entertainment may already have a huge hit on its hands just a day after its launch Yodibashi Kamara, one of Japan's most popular retailers, <laughs> is reporting that the game has sold out at all 24 of, it brick, of its brick and mortar locations, and possible to and it's possible to back order the game at 22 locations. Now, this isn't the first time we've we've seen this. No, it's not. Uh, we've seen this with Octopath. Do we have? Yep. Um, as well, I don't. I think we've seen it with the Switch, the console itself. Um, but I think we've seen it with Xenoblade. I'm not entirely sure, but we've definitely seen it with Octopath. And I've semi-experienced this at first hand, so I don't know if, if the listeners remember last week, I had the revelation that I decided that I wanted to get physical with this game and buy a physical copy, so I went to on Thursday to my local GameStop, and I said, hey, is it too late to pre-order this game? And they said, absolutely not. And they <laughs> took took my money and almost ran with it uh i got a call i was in meetings and office on friday and they said oh by the way sir we actually don't have a copy for you but oh, no. no never fear we're going to go to the a town 30 minutes away and pick up a copy for you and bro by the time i got back into town it was ready so it, it worked all right but yeah but that could be I a could, combination of the uh of the gamestop just not ordering enough absolutely to even absolutely. have on hand supply um, and demand yeah yeah no kidding but like I said, it's a it's a ten year old game, and people just they just they're eating it up. It's so awful. I didn't play the original, but this game is running smoothly, and it yep. looks great, it plays great, and I <laughs> we'll get to this in a, in, in later segment. But I I've uh, been uh, playing my fair share of this game oh, over good. the past week. Just a little hashtag spoiler alert for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we won't go into like uh, real story spoilers, but I mean yeah. we're. Um, but yeah, you're, you're definitely, we've talked about this kind of before the show. You're definitely ahead of me, uh, for sure. I've, uh, we'll get to that in the next seg- or sure. segment down the road. Sure, but, sure, uh, sure. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, but speaking of which that kind of segues into it, we, you posted a little article 
uh, a little oldest is a goldest article uh, from uh, gamasutra.com designing difficulty in role-playing games and I'm not going to go in depth about this but it's a really really great read I encourage you to look it up uh, it's from the um, developers point of view on just how they go about creating game experiences for the gamer and how they create levels and worlds and, and boss fights and how they kind of deconstruct everything and just so it's a really great uh, uh, point of view uh, yeah. from what um, just people, just the creators and how they have to think of things uh, for all the games that we love. Yeah. And it's, it's it, a lot goes into it and, it and it's a lot of stuff I wasn't thinking of. It's, it's not just like, okay, raise the characters or the enemy's HP or, or decrease this exactly. character's strength uh, just to make things more de- difficult. It's, there's so much more involved, and and again, it was just a lot of stuff I wasn't thinking of. And, and, and go and ahead. Try, no, they try to balance just things of like, okay, you, we have to appease the gamers that are really good at RPGs, and then maybe maybe they're you know the, just like the casuals. They're just casuals, and mm-hmm. how do like how is a person that's well versed in RPG going to go into this battle versus someone that this may be the first RPG they've ever played in their entire lives, right? So it and, was a really, really great read. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, and then they kind of have to find uh, find their in between. So, um, yeah, it, it, they they design difficulty with uh, with enemy move sets. They design difficulty. They do do the uh, raising HP and decreasing yeah. strength, that sort of stuff. But uh, just with different moves. I mean, for example, you can see it with Dark Souls um, with uh, with difficulty and how they they have move sets. You kind of have to memorize their their moves and and kind of learn learn patterns and things uh so there's different kinds of difficulties uh absolutely and to tie it in with our main topic of tales of Vesperia, we actually they do really like they're still introducing game mechanics and i'm 13 hours in and they're still adding gameplay mechanics so you know that especially in a game like this that they took into account okay at the five hour mark we we're going to design a batter that utilizes this this skill set that that's around there, but they, they have to think ahead mm-hmm. to the final all the way up to the final boss. And so, so you have some games that you may have a boss that's just, you're like, man, this is really, really difficult, you know? Yeah. And, uh, they, they may do that to a point to make sure that you learn skills that they want you to learn for later on down the road in the game to right. make sure that you mastered. Yeah, they they kind of they kind of they, they teach you to crawl, then they teach you to you know walk, and then they teach you to run. Xenoblade was actually uh, another game that that did that. Um, they they did the the same thing. They kind of led you in a in a in a pattern. They they wanted you to go down, um, but I'm not quite where uh where, where you are in in the game uh to yeah. get to get introduced to new mechanics. But there are some games that you know once you hit once you're completed with a tutorial. That's it. You're, you're good. There, there's nothing yeah. new. There's nothing to be learned, um, really. So it, it's just it, every game. Every game is different. Uh, I mean, it goes without saying, right? Absolutely. Speaking of different games, there's a little bit of a story on the market about Verizon getting into the gaming market, and this is via The Verge exclusive. Verizon is quietly testing its own Netflix-style cloud gaming service. I don't like it. You don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know. Um, I don't know that the streaming gaming is going to work. Um, it's cloud-based. It's in the cloud, Joe. It's, it's in the cloud. To worry about. But it's, it, it's, cloud. it's not for everyone, though. Oh, um, it's not for everyone. It it's can't, definitely not for everyone. It can't be for everyone because not everyone's internet is created the same. Um, so uh, I don't, I don't know. There has to be some local storage. Without a doubt. So, I mean, if if you look at some of the image uh, of the images of the games that they have here, I can imagine these games just being massive. Well, and so they do go into the article a little bit that some of these titles, like that, some of them are PS4 exclusives, like God of War's on there, and they said that these are probably placeholders just to show the store. But it does say that they're already testing 135 games. It says right. Verizon has <clears throat> quietly been recruiting players to take part in testing which currently involves over 135 games. Participants are promised a $150 Amazon gift card. I want in on that, by the way. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? They are given a free NVIDIA Shield, Xbox One controller, and a login for the test. Yeah, I want in. 
I want to yeah. test. Where test. do where do I sign up? <laughs> I wonder what upon completion. Can you imagine if they're like, okay, you have to trial test all 135 games. Yeah, I don't know about for that. For your $150 <laughs> Amazon gift card. I would, I would quit right some there. People that, there's probably some people that are like, oh, sign I'm, me up still. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure those people are single. They have no children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, they have uh, they have God of War there. Again, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, Did, it's it goes on saying that that's. Uh, there's no way that they're gonna. Yeah, no, they're, and yeah, I think yeah. Detroit Become Human is on there. That's a PlayStation exclusive, right? It is. It is. That that's a little more believable, just because I mean, I don't know. It didn't have the its grand success as obviously God of War Game of the Year had. Right. But I mean, anything. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. There there'd be. It would have to be a deal struck with PlayStation. I wouldn't say never, but. Uh, I don't, know. I don't see. I don't know how Red Dead or something like that could work on that. Well, that was going to be my next thing. Red Dead yeah. is a massive game. It's probably one of the mo- the biggest games um, yeah. th- that I would that I currently own, and it's on Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> and it took. Yeah. I have pretty quick internet, and that game took forever. To I download. think what they're trying to get with this is that obviously mobile gaming is on the rise. There's a lot of energy and being put into these mobile games and they're trying to maybe give them a gateway bridge the gap from mobile game. Hey, you like these? We'll try it with the controller and see where you go. I don't know, but who knows? Who knows? Right. I, I just think they're a little late into the market. They will definitely need triple A titles like this to even gain, oh, gain momentum. Well, uh, you know, they'll get Fortnite for sure. Cause Fortnite's on everything. It's on my toaster. Yeah. Um, it's, it's everywhere. It's in my fireplace, <laughs> but it's going to be, it's, yeah, it's going to be curious what kind of games they can put on that bad boy. You know, what kind of games I'm really curious about is what's going to be on soldier boys. Next, next uh, game. <laughs> what is it? They are soldier game held held. Uh, anyway, this I'm, I'm butchering this, but this via Nintendo soup soldier boy has made a comeback and is now ripping off the PlayStation Vita. Rapper Soldier Boy has once again made a comeback with his bootleg consoles and is no longer ripping off Nintendo's consoles, but now, now he's took its sights to PlayStation with the Soldier game handheld. The Soldier game handheld looks exactly like the PS Vita console from Sony, so it seems Soldier Boy has now moved on from Nintendo after his possible legal battle with them. <laughs> and it goes down, let me scroll down on the, what's even great. Uh, definitely, definitely if you have time, you may have already seen these images on, on Twitter, but if you haven't, check out Nintendo Suit because this goes on to say, the console even rips off the PlayStation symbols used on the back of the PlayStation Vita <laughs> on his own consoles, too. I and it has I the same it. console design, so it's clearly that it... <laughs> Yeah, it's based off the Vita. Yeah, I mean, with, this is without a doubt. This up. No, it's without a doubt. It's it's ripped off. But I don't. What does he think he's accomplishing here? Like, does he re, does he just want his name out there? Because I don't know if his name. This is a really, really, really weird way to get your name out, especially like I don't know in the uh, in the hip hop scene. I feel like this is maybe like the least effective way. I've seen other artists do a lot of crazy stuff, and you know what? It gets actual like national headlines. This right. is just—I feel like this is just in the gaming community. I mean, I—I I don't know. It's crazy. It's it, crazy. It it's baffles so me every it, time. It's so bizarre that he think like how how like blazing can you be? It's just like it's so obvious that it's a, it's a ripoff. I will say this: I, I like the color scheme on some of them. <laughs> sure. And, and yeah. also, it's not in this article, but I was doing some other digging and. There's, you can't even put games on this thing. It's like it's selling. One of its selling points is that you can listen to music while you're reading your ebooks. <laughs> I could do that with my phone. What's the freaking I know. point? I don't know. <laughs> uh, apparently, also, he has a store that has just a bunch of other stuff. Ripoff stuff? Other bo- oh, ripoff stuff. Just all Bootleg like stuff. They, like, uh, oh, I remember where I was. I was watching a video of Boogie298. Uh, that's what it was. And he was just going through his store and just kind of looking at all the items. Like, there's bootleg ear pods and stuff like that for like six bucks it just it's crazy it's just it's bizarre like he's the guy that you like you're walking down the street in a big city <laughs> hey man you want to buy some of dvds uh, <laughs> leave me alone yes <laughs> hey man you want to buy some AirPods? you want uh, a vita you can read your ebooks on <laughs> listen to my greatest hits album oh man it's Said just no one ever no, anyway. I mean he didn't learn his lesson with Nintendo. He, like he was so like, 
Like he thought he could get away with it. He was so smug about it. This is his plan B. You know what? Nintendo actually sent me a cease and desist letter. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and rip off PlayStation. What's the worst that could happen? The the same thing. (laughs) And what's after that? Is there anything else? What's left? Is there anything else left? Does he go 3DS? Maybe those little uh, those little handheld poker blackjack games. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. Speaking of games, it's time to move on to our next segment of what we've been playing this past week. Gio, what have you been playing this past week? I have been playing. Um, I, I f- finally finished up Diablo uh, and the and the storyline. Um, you know, I have been. I've played that constantly i've I've played i've done bounties i've done riffs i have yet to start i think the new season starts today this is wednesday the 16th i think it starts today there you go um i have yet to start the season i have yet to start a new character um but i still have a season 15 character he's gonna go away uh but i had did my barbarian playthrough he's uh he's all set ready to go he's he's done for uh quite a while and then i have uh tales of vesperia uh, which we, I think everyone that I know is playing that. Yeah, uh, friends list pops up. It's tells of Vesperia, tells of Vesperia, tells of Vesperia, and then the yard ball just watching YouTube. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who in the right mind? Right. It's ebooks. That's where it's at. <laughs> and then um, I've been, uh, I've had this game for a while. I just haven't had the really the time to play it. Cosmic Star Heroin. Uh, it's kind of a throwback. It's got the sixteen bit. Uh, feel not feel it is a 16-bit uh, <laughs> game and uh, it's a turn-based uh, turn-based RPG and I'm having I, I'm, I'm having fun with it so um, I started playing that and uh, I think that's it awesome 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 well I, sh- I yeah well no what I was gonna say is I've, I've been doing a lot of the I could be playing more games but I've been doing a lot of watching Game of Thrones so uh, I mean I I I'm I'm torn here. I'm torn. So rewatching. So, yeah, exactly. So I, especially during the first four seasons of Game of Thrones, used to do that. But then it just got to where like that's a big investment. But I need to start that as well because final season. What's it? April? Mid April? Mid April. Yep. Yeah. And I I do gotta say. I mean I've I love absolutely. I mean I wouldn't be rewatching it if I didn't love it. But it is so much better the second oh, time yeah. around. I mean I'm flying I'm flying through it and it, it's just like I said it's just. If, just once you hear the intro, that's one that like a lot of times on Netflix, I'll, I'll they they put in that little skip intro yep. thing. Oh, once that once that dun, 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 starts no. going, I I'm like okay, this is this is it's a great way to get the appetite ready for. Uh, but no, I gotta great. skip it. That intro is like 15 minutes long. I can't sit there for 15 minutes. Just, just cut. The I'm rope. definitely lying. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely lying. Uh, but for the, at least the first five episodes, I won't skip it. Okay. Because you yeah. do do the math. It adds up, especially with however many episodes it is. Right. Whenever they add like, long. whenever they add some, something new, a new town or whatever, that it's like another five seconds. It's, it's just, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm such a dirty liar. Well, guess what? I'm not going to lie about. I'm not going to lie about what I've been playing. I've been playing a little bit of block quest maker, a yeah. game that came out last Thursday. Yep. It, it was a really, really fun little game. It's basically kind of like a. A dungeon version of RPG Maker. You can have the ability to either make your own dungeons, which I definitely did not do because I am not that creative, <laughs> or you can do what I did like was trying out other people's dungeons that yeah. other people made. Yep. And uh, I mean, some people made some really, really, really crazy worlds to play through. Some of them were really frustrating. Some of them were really easy. But there was one that uh, a viewer on the I did a let's play of it last week on our on, on our channel and. Uh, a, uh, commenter said, "Hey, check out mine," and it was Fallout Three, and I mean, it had art NPCs doing like stories what? and stuff like that. Yeah, I was just like, "Whoa, this is <laughs> really..." It. So basically, you play dungeon; they can be free, or you get these coins, and it was like a hundred coins, which for me, hey, I'm just starting to play this game. That's a little <laughs> steep, but I gave a few pl- playthroughs. I didn't beat it. I was like, I can't afford this, but it was really, really cool. So basically, you just get to uh, you you can get money through either making dungeons and having other people play them or beating other people's dungeons uh it's just okay. a really cool concept and there's ladders and you can be the, the best dungeon beater or you can be the best dungeon creator it's okay. really 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 cool now I, but is there yeah. are there like microtransactions in it you can't buy coins right 
No, 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 okay. no. So, you, so that there's, a little, there's a little mine that you can kind of tap. I guess it's on a time, and you get a little coin from that, and then you get there's challenges that you can do, and you can get coin from defeating the challenges. Gotcha. It's kind of like the tutorial. It kind of goes through a progressing difficulty and kind of teaches you the mechanics, uh, especially if you've never played the game. And then you also get coin for beating dungeons, or like I said, creating dungeons and having people play it and like it and stuff like that. And so you can rate the dungeons too. When, once you beat a dungeon, you can rate it. Okay, cool. On a scale of five. So it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the, the the meat and potatoes of this week's gaming was Tales of Vesperia. Yes. I, <laughs> I'm really, really enjoying this game. <laughs> really enjoying this it, game. It, I, it's perfect. It really is, it is yeah. so, so good. It's going to be a roll credit, Sam. And, and so, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm going through it. I'm about 13 hours in, and it just, it just keeps on getting better. The story is really, I mean, it really, it's not one that you kind of like feel like, okay, I have to, I have to get to 10 hours for the story to get going. It does a pretty good job. Like after the first couple hours, you're, you're really starting to progress to the story, and it's really, really starting to pick up. So I'm really excited to see where it's where it's going that that's kind of where i'm at i'm at the two to three hour mark and I'm, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of stories yes. kind of minimal overworld enemy types um but i'm just starting to see that it, the world is kind of opening up a little bit and i and i hope to get to that point kind of where you're at where it's just really open and you just kind of Get there's a it. lot of stuff starting to go on uh so much so that there's like oh we need to do this but and to progress one storyline but they're like oh no well we need you to go here so it's it really starts to develop once you get to like that 10 hour mark it kind of really it really. kind of pulls you in different different areas yeah there's there's just stuff going on in <laughs> every which way yeah so. now this is the first time you you've played it you said first, first playthrough yep okay yep. cool yeah same, same yeah i didn't same I, I never had an xbox so and uh so it is kind of, and I really, really, really enjoy definitive editions as long as they're done right, which yep. this one 100% is. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just, you can tell it's polished. I haven't had a single problem with it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Really. I did have one issue where I was in the middle of a battle and the game just froze. Um, and I just kind of had to just restart it yeah. and it hadn't happened again. That was the, the one time. Yeah. Yeah. N- Honestly, nothing. Oh, only thing I will say, gameplay wise, is that, and it's really, no, it's more on my end. Well, not really on my end, but I have a kind of like a Super Nintendo Pro controller that I use, and I don't have an issue with that. But with the Joy Cons, I did notice that, like, I would sometimes in battle, I'd walk when I wanted to run and stuff like that. And I've no, I have noticed that as well. Um, yeah, it, it, that's I the only thing that I've seen. That I, I don't know that, that that is you. I think that maybe okay. I I think that's a problem. Um, okay. Because I'm just trying to run away, trying to free run, and he's just kind of walking, and I'm like, yeah, I'm why like, are you walking? <laughs> <laughs> This is a you are about to die. Yeah, yeah, no, that so. that's definitely happened with me, and um, and I thought it was an issue with my because I have I have two pro controllers. I thought it was an issue with one of my controllers. I'm like, great, I just got yeah. this, and I gotta I gotta send it in for repair or whatever. And then I tried the other one. I'm like, it's kind of doing the same thing. Well, it uh, sounds like something that they'll hopefully patch out. Then it's not it's nothing nothing game breaking. No, nothing. Yeah, no. nothing. It just, and honestly, I think I kind of get used to it after a while. I think it's just like maybe a little too sensitive on the, I don't know, the directional. So yeah. I think that'd be an easy, easy fix. But other than that, I haven't had a single, single issue. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had, other than that one thing, I haven't had a problem. But other than the uh, time to play it, <laughs> that's been the only problem. Yes, I hear you there. I hear you there. One of these days, one of these days. Well, guess what? Also, speaking of time to play, there's a bunch of releases and sales coming out via the Switch List. The Switch List is a one-stop shop to find what you need to play on the Nintendo Switch. I just typed in RPGs. You hit upcoming, and it gives you a whole list of all the RPGs coming up. So we're going to run down this list real quick. The first one is Forever Force, an adventure action role-playing RPG that actually came out two days ago. Um, mm-hmm. Y2K, a postmodern RPG, is coming out tomorrow. We actually have a review up today um, where Evan B. really, really uh, talks about his love for the postmodern aspect of this game. Um, Feudal Alloy, an action-adventure role-playing platformer RPG, is out tomorrow. Uh, The Shrouded Isle, a simulation strategy RPG, is out tomorrow. And then Fairy Fencer F, Avent Dark Force role-playing game is out tomorrow 
Yep. Um, those? I'll be playing Fairy Fencer. I actually have it. Okay. I'll, um, I'll be starting that. What kind of game is that? I, I haven't heard of that one. It's a it's a JRPG. It's kind of a turn turn based. Um, okay. Um, it's not action time. Um, but it it's more turn based game. A uh, very anime esque. Um, but it really interested me for some reason. I just really kind of I gravitated towards towards it. Uh, so I'll go. I'll be uh I'll be playing that. Um, I have Legrand Legacy. Uh huh. It just, I don't know if that game's for me. Okay. Um, I'll just say that I know a lot of people love the game. I just don't think it's for me. It just, it's a, it's a new game. It looks like a PlayStation Two game to me. Yeah, that's that's that's. There's a trend with that. I hear, I hear uh, another major title that's kind of like that. That's not that that kind of strikes a chord with you on that. Which one's that? Oh, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> I mean that game's been in development for like eighty-five years, and it looks like a PS3 game. And like, what has happened? We're going back in time. I mean, I think what's happened is that with with Kingdom Hearts, that spans so many different consoles and development uh, that you know that you get what you get at this point. Well, speaking about Legrand Legacy, that's out next Thursday on the twenty-fourth, but you can actually pre-order it. Mm-hmm. For 20% off for $15.99. That gets us into our deals of the week. We have Cave Blazers at 20% off at $11.99. Also, Crimson Keep is 50% off. It is a role-playing adventure action RPG for $9.99. Double Cross is 25% off at $14.99. It is an action platformer. Uh, Final Light The Prison, 58% off at $2.93. And Mana Spark is 33% off at $6.66. Plague uh, Road. Pl- <laughs> Plague don't Road. Even, don't even mention Nin- it. <laughs> I mean, are you sure? It's 99 because- cents, and it it, it it should be a free-to-play game at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that um, game is always on sale. <laughs> always. 40%, uh, uh, Quest of the Dungeons is 40% off. At five dollars and thirty nine cents, it is a role playing adventure strategy or action RPG. Lots of titles there, mm-hmm. and then Smoke and Sac- Sacrifice is fifty two percent off at eleven ninety nine. Um, I've always wanted to play Smoke and Sacrifice. Have you? Ha- you haven't played that, right? Have you? Mm, no, I have not. Let's click it. Let's see what it says here. What do we got? What uh, do we got? Adventure into the grotesque underworld on a quest that will lead you to a dark truth. This it's. It sounds and looks like your kind of game, an action RPG type of deal. <laughs> yeah, right up my alley. Right, mm-hmm. up. the artwork of the little thumbnail looks pretty interesting. But I'll, well, you never know. We'll maybe give it a little look and uh, check it out sometime. Yeah, I, I've seen ratings from about eights and nines, so I think it, I think it might be all right. You never know. You never know. But that's what's great about the Switchlist app. You can get there via. Uh, app, or you can also go to switchrpg.com and click there. You can. It doesn't have to be RPGs. It's any titles on the on the Nintendo Switch. You type in what category. If you're feeling like an action game, a fighting game, a simulation game, you type that in. It can tell you when games are coming out, if they're already out, reviews, sales. It's a really, really neat tool, and if I can use it, anybody can use it. <laughs> yeah, so. another the great thing, it, it tracks Amiibos now, um, and it also, oh, cool. you can actually set up your own wish lists, um, and I, I kind of use that just to kind of keep track of what games I kind of, you know, it's a wish list. So I keep track yeah, of what exactly. games I want. But you can you can set up different lists and, and whatnot. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Jill, I think it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hear from you. Remember, we're all about the community here at Switch RPG Podcast. So if you want to be part of the show, you can email your feedback and questions to podcast at switchrpg.com. Or you can dive into our Discord server at discord.switchrpg.com and post in our podcast channel. Geo, check the board. Do we have any questions from the listeners? We do. We have uh, Paul Nichols, who uh, who is in our Discord server, um, asks, Do you think there has ever been an unsubstantiated rumor that was so good, so logical, that once the developers saw it, they took the idea and made it happen? Um. I I was trying to think of anything, and the only it's kind of a hard question. It is. We don't know, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, <laughs> unless they just come out and and, yeah, and admit could. to it, 
I thought in Diablo, the cow level, I don't know if you're familiar, are you familiar with Diablo? No. No? Okay. Well, the cow level was kind of like a secret hidden level. Let me, real quick before that, the reason why is because I feel like that's one of those games that I, if I were to start playing, I would spend way too much time in. So I kind of sometimes avoid games I know I'll like too much because yeah. I know that I'll, 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 Destiny was a great example of that. You can Google my PSN and look at Time Wasting Destiny and it will make... <laughs> Well, that's make, the problems with MMOs and, and, and whatnot, because those games really don't have endings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you just continuously play. Um, but the cow level is basically like a secret hidden level. And I and I thought for some... I thought it was kind of just rumored and, and whatnot, and then they actually implemented it. I may be wrong, but that's the only one. I think that started in Diablo 2. But, I, I mean, I couldn't... I couldn't think of anything. I, I was thinking, like, maybe... And let's just say that Atlas said we actually don't have any plans of bringing Persona over to the Nintendo Switch, and then they bring in Joker onto uh, Smash, and they're just seeing all this hype. And maybe yeah. they're like, "Oh, that- we actually need to get in gear and port this over." Which I, the thing about this is, is that I don't. I think a lot of companies are calculated, and they don't actually like they they know what they're doing. So it's it's I don't know. I don't think too many people stumble onto things like. Like this, right. Well, know? unless they, like you had said, unless there's a huge outcry for something and that kind of gets the ball rolling and, and you know, it's then turned into some sort of DLC package and, and put out that way. Maybe Square can see, like, how, like, you know, Octopath was supposed to be a love letter love letter to Final Fantasy VI and uh, maybe that gets them in gear to do a remastered Final Fantasy VI. That could be something. There you go. But it probably won't happen. No, it probably won't happen. But he does actually have a second part of the question uh, which okay. you're kind of going at, um, and if you think this is possible, what rumor would you start in hopes of coming, uh, hopes of it coming to life? Um, so your would yours be Final Fantasy VI, or you got something? That else? would definitely be that would definitely be one of mine. Um, I have a few. They're kind of. Uh, I would like to see Final Fantasy Tactics and Ogre be ported over to the Switch. Also, a lot of old SquareSoft titles. I'm, uh, Front Mission is my like that's never going to happen, but I would love. <laughs> Hello. This is just if they want to make one little gamer happy is if they just made a remastered or a new extension of the series of Front Mission, I would lose it. So that's and then that's your yeah. uh, your jam. Uh, huh? I just love the combination of the mechs and it was a tactical RPG which I love, and you could just oh I just I just really really enjoy. Have you games. looked into Into the Breach? I, I have it. I, I really enjoy Into the Breach. Okay, there but, you go. Uh, Front Mission was much more story driven. Okay, yeah, so, Into the Breach is is not so yeah. much. Yeah. So that's, I do, I really enjoy Into the Breach. Um, so it kind of gives me that, that's kind of what, it's been on my mind for the past few months, and that's because of Into the Breach. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of a younger time when I would just, like, have these mechs and just, you'd have missiles, and then you could, you'd have some that would, like, punch with, like, oh, it was just great. I yeah. loved it. And then yeah. uh, a few other older ones, uh, Squaresoft was Vagrant Story. I'd love that to be oh, yeah. redone. Yep. yep. Uh, I don't. There's another game that I don't know if I just have amnesia or what, but I have a lot of old games that I played when I was like in my teenage. And I just don't remember the story or anything. Mm-hmm. I just would really like to go back and play them. Yeah. Which I feel like I'm not alone because you see, like, even a game that's ten years ago and how it's like a uh, Tales of Vesperia and how well it's doing. I mean, I, I can't be alone in that boat. No, you're you're definitely not alone. I, I mean that. You're right. That just shows you there, and they're they're doing it with the a lot of the Final Fantasy series now with ten, ten two. Uh, Very excited about nine coming out. Yeah, that's so, another one. And that kind and twelve. Uh, a lot of people are excited for that. So when people say like, "What's your favorite one?" I say nine because I just remember it being the first one I beat. And but if they were like, "Wait, what was the plot?" I'd be like, "That." There you yeah. go. Yeah, there you you're go. you're asking why I have it, but I have I also have it's it might be backwards, go. but that's twelve. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, but I'm actually thinking about playing those before uh before the uh the releases. You're gonna pull a fill. What do you mean pull a fill? I I'm, oh, he restarted Xenoblade. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I have these eighty hours in this game. You know what I'm gonna do? Make oh. a new profile and start another playthrough. But this time with no voiceover. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I'm actually think I was thinking about recording them for YouTube, uh, kind of doing a okay. let's play with it. Um, yeah, I won't be playing it for myself. I mean, why would I ever do that? Come on. If I was to ever really, if I was to ever start a rumor, I would have um, 
Pokemon be an open world um, RPG with the same kind of mechanics as Tales of Vesperia. I've said this before, and uh, almost the same as uh, Dragon Quest as well, where it, mm-hmm. it's, an, it's an open, again, this is open world, but then you have, uh, when you run into your encounters, I guess, you have this kind of arena set up. Um, yeah. and, and there's your Pokemon battle. So they're just kind of roaming around, running around, hitting each other with quick hits and slap chops and whatnot. I don't think that's too far-fetched. I, th- I don't think that's too far-fetched at all. Especially with the success of like Go and stuff like that. I yep. think it's kind of lending that way. It's not there yet, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Right. I, I mean, I, I think with me, and, and I, I don't think they'll ever do that. I think they'll... I mean, they did it with Let's Go. I just think Again, they'll... me they'll, being the op- optimist over here. They're never going to change. It's been the <laughs> same thing all the time. Like, just just try try it. I mean, Let's Go wasn't, wasn't bad at all. I liked seeing the Pokemon in the wild like that. I thought it was so yeah. cool, so refreshing just to see them out there. When you see your first Onyx out there and he's freaking massive, you're like, holy cow, I want to... I want to catch that. It's just, I, I think it would be really, really cool to see them out in their environment like that. But that's that's just me. Are you are you into Pokemon at all or no? Uh, you're going to ask me this pretty much every week, and I'm going to give the same, oh, same geez. answer. I'm sorry. They're I'm, all they're all out there. They're all out there. They're, okay. They've yet to be caught. <laughs> all right. I, I got to write that down. I, I can't. I can't be asking you. I'm every more. Time. I don't. I, I'm for the responsible. Uh, herding of pokemons i don't think they should live their life in a little cramped space free in ball free it's range cruel, pokemon i say i yeah, gotcha free range. free range pokemon <laughs> all right i gotcha um actually be, right. before we go um okay uh no i'm sorry before we go on to the side quest i want to hit something else but we do actually have another listener question okay, okay. uh this is phil where is it phil from twitter um hmm. never heard of him uh, first off, what do you guys think about the list? And the list is uh, oh, yes. basically it's it's a bunch of Super Nintendo games that were found on the NES service online. I don't know. Uh, I haven't pulled up. If you want me to go through them real quick? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Uh, this was via Silicon Era, and I guess I got a good list from Capu on tri- Twitter. Uh, this is uh, <clears throat> basically the rumored list. I guess they did all the data, whatever you had to do to find this list out. But uh, Super NES games for the Nintendo online service, Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Super Soccer, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Demon's Crest, Yoshi's Island, Stunt Racer FX, Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby's Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Pop and Twinbee, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, Contra 3, uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Metroid, F-Zero, Super Punch-Out, The Legend of the Mystical Ninja, Super Mario All Stars and Breath of Fire Two. A lot of a lot of good games there. A lot of great games. And I mean, what's that going to do to the sales of their classic? Even if it, I don't even know if they're still available. Um, this could potentially take sales because a lot of those games are on the SNES Classic. But also, yeah, I, I think this also entices people to get that may not even use the online service that much. Or like, well, yep. Look at this. And you may get more margin off of that than you would with the sales of that other game. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's a way that the world's going, I feel like, in these uh, online services. PlayStation's been doing it forever. And I think they just kind of comes with the, the appease the masses. Yeah. Uh, which, hey, I'm not going to argue with. There's a lot of great games on here. <laughs> there really are good games. Uh, and the other part of his question, um, let me see, is... Sorry, I had something else open here. Um, more importantly, what three Super Nintendo games would you like to see this in this on the service in the future? Um, I have a list. Yeah, go for it. Go you for have it. a list. I'm just going off the top of my head. Uh, there's a bunch of Final Fantasy games that are missing. Yes. Chrono Trigger is missing. That's, um, okay, that's on my. Okay, so I divide it into two areas. One's all right. what I think might happen, and then ones that I don't think we're gonna get. And you just list pretty much all the ones on the <laughs> things that I don't think we're gonna get. Where, uh, we're, like I said, we're missing so so many. Earthbound. A lot of people, I'm sure, will cry for that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. an it's an okay game. It's not. It, it, it. I think in the collecting world, it's it's very overrated because it didn't sell well at all. Yeah. 
Um, but it's that's a, what makes it a collector's item. I know, but it's an okay game. It's not even the great yeah. a great game. So you have Chrono Trigger. You're missing Secret of Mana. You're missing Mario RPG, Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's another one. I, I think we might get uh, Mario RPG on there. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a Castlevania on there. Yeah, yeah. And then also, this is a personal one that I don't think you will have on there. Uh, so, a little backstory. Super NES was my first console that my parents got me. Yep. Um, so, I was still pretty young at this time. So, I like, it came with Super Mario All-Stars and Super Mario World. Like, it was a bundle. And so, those are, like, my first two games on there. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, the next holiday cycle, the hot game was a little title called Donkey Kong Country. Oh, yeah. And I was obsessed with this game. Yep, I remember that I, game. Uh, I never beat it, though. Th- I never beat you it. You know why? Because that game is ridiculously hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I vow, if they add Donkey Kong Country to this service, I will let's play it, and I will beat it. Ooh, you, you will roll credits on it? I will roll credits and fulfill my destiny of, <laughs> of beating that game. You know, I definitely got to like three quarters of the mountain and be like, I was like, I was young. I was like, maybe, maybe six. I was like, eh, we're out. We're yeah. out. No, that, that game is, is notoriously known for being kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, but and I, I, ne- I never played Super Mario RPG. Castlevania, I was too young for that. So I'd like to play that. Yep. And then I, I still wasn't in Final Fantasy then because I was still kind of young. Six, I, I remember a friend of mine telling me about six because we were playing seven and tactics. Yep. I just never got around to playing it. So uh, let me look at the list. Is Street Fighter on there? Mortal Kombat no, 2? Nope. Nope. Yeah, you're missing some. Uh, I mean, most of these are Nintendo only, right? Yes. Yeah, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you're, you're, you're out on some of them. Like I said, I haven't Mortal played Kombat, Breath of Fire 2. Have you played that? Breath of Fire 2? I, I have not played Breath of Fire. Yeah, I probably want to do that. Super Metroid. That's a good one. Uh, Super Metroid I'll, is probably my most favorite um, Metroid game. I've, the first Star, Star Fox I played was 64. Ugh. So I'd like to go back and play the original ones mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illusion of Gaia is not on the list. They're, again, they're... Uh, let me pull up a list. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, oh, man. Uh, Mario All-Stars isn't there. Yeah, it is. It's on there. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, a game I absolutely put so much unnecessary time in, Sim <laughs> Sim City. I put, oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. I put, I, I, never, I never played it, uh, so I guess... I don't know what... I played it on the computer. Okay. I don't know what version that was, yep. or maybe... In the, I don't know, but yeah, I did... I. Put in, I put in some hours onto some Sin Cities. Yeah, man, I put a lot of time into, into I guess Sin was City. it 2000? What was the one? I guess it was 2000. It definitely wasn't that version. It do, it was the later version, and I remember. Well, there was a SimCity 2000. Um, yeah, I think that's the first one I played. Okay, no, I played it for uh, for the Super Nintendo. I think the original SimCity did come out on PC, but I played it for, for SNES. And, yeah, I put a ridiculous amount of time into that. Um, again, yeah, the Mortal, Mortal Kombat's are, are omitted. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, if it's a, if this is legit, they're not going to come out with like a bunch of games. They're going to start off with their core games. Oh yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, Mega Man's not there. There's I think the first, when they first let the NES titles, they came out with a lot, but after that, it's only been like maybe three or four tiles, four, four max. So I think, I don't think they're just going to say, Hey, here's a lot. I think they're definitely going to space them out yeah. for sure. Yep. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, good questions. Good questions. Yeah. Uh, Phil. Questions. Phil from Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. <laughs> Just get, shoot us a tweet. Shoot us a tweet. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, I guess it's. I guess it might be that time, Geo. Uh, for uh, oh oh yes, we're going on a little adventure. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else I'd rather go on an adventure with. Um, I can think of a few other people, but I mean, we're doing. This ah, list. you're lying. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so we got this little article on SwitchRPG.com by Jeremy Rice, and it is a wonderful read. I implore you to go and click it and give it a nice read through. Uh, it's basically taking a look at RPG archetypes, and the first installment was over the warrior, mm-hmm. the warrior class, and he goes through what how it started in RPGs and how it evolved. And he gave a few of his favorites. So basically the question I was thinking about, Gio, do you have any warrior characters that really stand out to you? That really stand out to me now. 
This was actually, I don't know why, but this was a really difficult question for me because a lot of the games that I like, I mean, I know in Final Fantasy there are a ton of, uh, you know, warriors, uh, warrior classes that are, you know, that are characters in the game, but a lot of the warriors I like are the ones that I actually create. Like, for example, in exactly in Dark Souls, I'm creating my own warrior. In Skyrim, I'm creating my own warrior. Um, but, I mean, again, it's not... I don't necessarily have a, a favorite. I mean, I love I love the class. And actually, if if we wanted to uh, just kind of go into my backstory, I'm currently okay. playing uh, Dungeons and Dra or Pathfinder, which is kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and my current class is kind of a hybrid between uh, like a mage. It's a battle mage, so it's like a hybrid between a warrior warrior and and the mage. And that is my my ideal archetype that's my ideal class and it stems from a uh, warrior essentially absolutely i i when i play games i do like kind of like the hybrids you know i, I like I, I like to have a little bit of magic along with my brute force uh, uh, but anyway mm -hmm. i did a little bit of digging because you're right it wasn't the easiest mm -hmm. uh question for me to answer either but uh, I went with Final Fantasy IX, and I had to Google his name because I couldn't remember it because it's been so long since I played. But Albert is kind of the yes. guy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I remember. I just remember I loved his character. Yeah. Like, and so I'll go in depth on that when I do my replay here in the <laughs> near future. But um, a little title that uh, you love, Geo, is Dragon Age Inquisition. Never heard of the it. The Iron. The Iron Bull. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He was really cool. He, he was he, he was really cool. I do I do remember him. I liked him. And then another game that you love, uh, Octopath Traveler. Never uh, Ulbrich. I never heard of Ulbrich. it. Never heard it's, of those games. He, he is a bad mamma jamma. Yeah, he he was uh he, he was a snarky guy. It was it was um yeah no definitely memorable. Uh, another one um I, again I don't even know his name. Kingdoms of Amalar. Um, that that warrior, that that main character there, uh, but like I said, typically when I'm playing um, an RPG, I I I am the warrior because I wish. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hear you. I want to be the warrior. I'm more of a rogue is typically what I go with, but yep. I don't I don't I don't I don't uh, shy away from just every once in a while you get that itch just to ha be overpowered physically and have the huge sword and or right. club or whatever it is hammer and just demolish the yeah. into oblivion yeah so for, uh, you know we're, we're since we're go getting into this so it, <laughs> i i do like the assassin rogue class i actually actually do like that a lot but i i do like kind of like i said the the mix of, of like a battle mage um and and the warrior so it's between those three for me Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Gio, uh, it's been a great one. I think it's about that time. So for everyone, that's going to wrap us up on episode 37 of Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to everyone who sent in their questions and their comments. Keep them coming and email us at podcast at switchrpg.com or post in our podcast thread at discord.switchrpg.com. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every Friday at switchrpg.com, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast. If you're listening on an app, please, please give us a rating and a review. Your support there would be amazing. Also, don't forget, if you would like to watch us record live, subscribe to the Switch RPG YouTube channel where we record this podcast live every Wednesday at 8.30 Central Standard Time. And if you would like to... <laughs> I'm, I'm mess. Uh, just uh, behind the scenes info. He's he's reading this, and I'm kind of typing stuff in and changing things on him. Anyway, he's 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 falsifying documents. Is the way he's going. <laughs> anyway, we're continuing. And if you would like what you hear, remember you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/SwitchRPG and throw us a dollar or two if you can. If not, no worries. You being part of our community here at SwitchRPG is what means so much to us. And finally, remember, you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for all your RPG needs for the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, keep grinding that backlog and always refill your portions. That's right. And also, um, we were unable to record or go live today because my PC is a little sick or something's going on. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but we will straighten that out for next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye. It's all his fault. It's all my fault. Whatever. Goodbye. Goodbye.